Hello, everybody. After a hiatus from the 414 podcast, we are back. Took a bit of a break uh, during fall break, mid-semester break, and we are back, though. So again, I am your host, Thomas Hoven, and today we have on yet another very special guest. This is Matthew Hendrick. Yeah. Hello. Thanks for coming on, Hendy. How are you doing? I'm doing. How are you? Doing pretty well. So, Hendy, this summer, you and I were roommates for the summer mm. as we stayed on campus here at Wabash, and that was a good time. Was, I, I still remember when we both figured out each other were staying here, and we were like, oh, what if we just, like, room yeah. together? Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad we did that, and it was, like, uh, some good bonding experience. Uh, but probably, like, the biggest formational aspect of the summer for I think both of us, not to speak for you, but definitely for me, was I had never, I had never not had a, wow, the double negative there. I had never not had a primary chef that oh. was not myself. So meaning, meaning I've always had mom cooking at home or one of our great chefs cooking in the house. And so I, I, you know, I'd made, like, eggs a couple times and some stuff like that. Yeah, you were really impressing me whenever you were making all that food. But, yeah, so th this this summer was really my first time on my own having to cook. And because there, no, there was no meal plan. It was buy your own stuff or go to McDonald's every day. And, yeah, that was that was one of those I actively – I don't make it the entire my, – my goal was to learn to make one new thing every single week. And I didn't make it all, like, 14 weeks or however long we were here. Mm -hmm. Not every single week, but I did. I did learn a lot, and that was cool. And actually, one one of the things that I ended up doing, um, I I was I did a um, a low country broil, they call it broil or boil. I don't know. It, it, it was the one with the um, the shrimp and the uh, kielbasa sausage and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, that, yeah. I made a few times. It smelled awesome. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. I shared a little bit. I shared a little yeah, bit. Yeah. But um. It was cool because, you know, you can make a lot with that. And so that week that I was gone in uh, South Carolina with our little, we did a family reunion with my dad's side. That was super fun. Um, uh, but the kind of, we had, we had five different families there. And so for five of the seven nights, we had one family cook dinner for everybody. Oh, nice. And it was like. 20 it was like 23 25 people so pretty 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 big amount of people to be cooking for and you know i was on my cooking spree and mm -hmm. so i i was like mom i'm gonna handle this uh and she was a big help because i you know with that much food it was sure. i don't know if i would have been able to do it all on my own uh but so that was really cool to be able to be the person making it and everyone seemed to like it um so yeah so what, what is something that you picked up over this summer? Um, so this summer, so I am one of the rush chairs, um, or I was one of the rush chairs, and so one of the main things that me and Thomas did as president um, is we went to a bunch of the different events and, you know, met a lot of new people, uh, gave tours of the house, all of that, which was a really, really cool experience, but... I'd say something I picked up on was just like having a like a really really defined schedule um, 
in previous summers I've always had jobs, but they weren't too like time demanding and like going from eight to four thirty every single day was definitely something new for me. Um, so I definitely got better at like scheduling out like when I need to do stuff and um, how to wake up um, on time and and it, it seems minor, but if you're good at the small things, then it's important and it definitely carries for sure. So it was super nice from the rush aspect us to being on campus uh, just because, you know, the, there'd be a few different recruitment opportunities and actually being here made that much more accessible. But yeah, the the dedicated, whether it's you're talking eight to 4.30 or nine to five, whatever schedule that is. So, Cause I actually didn't have that this summer, um, which was nice. I had some really flexible hours. But last summer, not at Wabash, but when I was interning at the law firm, oh, it was yeah. it was nine to five, and it was like a, it was probably like a thirty-ish minute drive in the morning, um, and like a fifty minutes to an hour drive home, and so I would, I would I would almost always go to the gym afterwards because I was like, there's no point wasting my time mm-hmm. in the car. I might as well go do something, um, and that that was what made me realize that I don't want to live too far from work when mm-hmm. I am a real adult just because the that I that's always been sitting in a car wasting time has always been like a something I don't enjoy yeah. um but yeah that that structure that it requires of you mm-hmm. and just the it it gets monotonous and a little like like you're just doing the same thing over and over yeah. and you it can it can be a bit depressing might not be the word but like boring yeah, yeah. and you just and so i we did what I, what was nice was we did a good job of whether it was playing euchre or throwing a movie on mm-hmm. together of having something to look forward to after work was always nice absolutely absolutely yeah it was a lot of fun yeah. a lot of fun yeah. okay okay what uh thomas what was your favorite part of the summer my favorite part. Because I got one in mind. Okay, you go You go first. You go first. Okay. Then. So mine was, I mean, it wasn't necessarily enjoyable, but it was really funny in the moment. Um, and it was dealing with all of the ants. Oh, dude. Just, I mean, like making our own like ant killer and just dealing with that. Like look, looking back, it's it's just so funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree. Definitely not favorite, but maybe most memorable for sure. Yeah. Tell them tell them how we made the make your own ant killer. Yeah, so we found one of the bottles that was um in the gen- janitorial closet and um emptied it out and then put in some water and dish soap, shook it up and used that and sprayed it all over the ground in our room. And it seemed to work pretty well, I'd say. So yeah, cuz the if I if I remember you're the one that looked this up, but the the soap like suffocated them. Mm-hmm. It was kind of tough to think about, but yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah, we we were really not trying to deal with ants, and so the what led well maybe not what led, but the beginning of this ant infestation was actually not even ants. And so I I remember this pretty vividly. I'd been on a morning run, and I got back, and I had I either just showered or was about to shower. I think I had just showered. And so I'm standing, standing in our room, just with my towel on, and I see something, and I'm thinking, I'm praying to God that this is a leaf, 
Yeah. And a few seconds after that, as it starts crawling, I realized that is no leaf. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it, so it ended up around Hendy's uh, swimsuit, and I just crushed it with the swimsuit, smeared it a little bit, felt pretty bad. But then when you came in uh, later after work, I was like, hey, I kind of got this little smudge. Sorry about that. And you were like, oh, dude, I'm just glad you killed it. I was like, okay, thank you. We're on the yeah. same page. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, and then we just had – because I don't really – because it's not like we were eating food in the room. Um, I think – you found, like, a hole somewhere. Yeah, there was a yeah. small little hole underneath Tom's My bed, bed, yeah. Which was tough for him, but mm. not not too bad for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that – I I, have, I haven't I hadn't thought about that since we were over in that room. Uh, yeah, that was that was never fun. No. Also, not having air conditioning for uh, oh two three God. weeks. Yeah. That was brutal. The the your fan was helped mitigate things, but yeah, man. it it definitely tried its best. But yeah. something that I did enjoy about the summer was that it wasn't just us on campus. That there were probably like ten to twenty dudes, just because the periods that we were because we were on campus the entire 14 weeks but other guys ranged from like four to I guess four to 14 as well Mm -hmm. everything in between and so towards the beginning we were really good about going to b-dubs or um, other places once a week and just a group of Wabash guys staying together and it was fun so that it wasn't just us in our own room every single night so Mm -hmm. that was that was pretty Mm -hmm. fun but something that I found is that now that the semester has started and we have chef cooking for us again, it's been hard for me to like return to cooking for myself. Sure. Partially because you know during the week I don't have to, and then on the weekends, it just it feels so much more convenient to run to McDonald's than to. And partially that's because you know over the summer we've got our own kitchenette and everything's yeah roughly together whereas now i've got my pots and pans in my room on the second floor then i have to go down to the kitchen where things may or may not be clean and so i think that's part but i did make myself some ramen the other day so that was nice yes and while you were doing that yes yeah you you were yep i do um my roommate so i was i was planning on just going somewhere and getting dinner sunday night and my roommate brought up that we should make quesadillas um so we brought down a speaker, bought all the ingredients, and ended up saving a lot of money and just had a really good time just down there making food. Um, I returned to my roots and cleaned the grill um, like I did my, my, my freshman year. I was so. also the grill guy freshman yeah. year. Yep. 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 Good times. It was, it was good a lot times. of fun. A lot of fun. So. Yes. Yeah. So Henny and I were both grill guys freshman year. Mm-hmm. Another commonality that we have is that we have both had some pretty long hair at mm. times. And yes. so I bring this up because, so Wabash offers free professional headshots every year, which is super nice. They're really good. And um, yeah, you, you get a nice little PDF picture that you can use for anything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's awesome. And so um, a, a lot of years you'll see, well, really anyone um, give like, posts on Instagram or whatever picture of them this year and last year or this year freshman year and seniors will sometimes you'll see it all four years or senior year freshman year mm-hmm. and so I posted on my Instagram story a nice little uh, layout of all four of my years mm-hmm. and 
with my freshman year being when I had my very long hair going um, to backtrack. So at, after my senior year uh, football season, I thought in, in high school, I thought it'd be kind of fun to g- really grow it out. And then COVID struck and then there's like perfect excuse to not yep. get a haircut. And so then coming into college mm-hmm. and I had some long hair. And so what was, what I thought was really cool was, so I'm going to presume most of the audience is familiar with Instagram and the Instagram story feature. So for mom, my mom right now, the Instagram story is like the little circles that you see up top that disappear in 24 hours, as opposed to like the full posts that people do and don't disappear. And so, yeah, but Instagram stories, mom, they can be liked and commented on. It's just that they're only there for 24 hours and they disappear. And so like the, I would say at least, I would say personally, and this is probably representative of most normal people. Like usually I'll post an Instagram story and maybe one, maybe two people like it. A lot of times there's no likes. It's just kind of. Yeah, that's just how things roll. It's a very, but just just to kind of give a perspective of why what I'm about to say was very special slash um, extra extraordinary, not ordinary. So I posted this of the four pictures of myself, mm-hmm. and twenty people liked it, and like ten people, maybe more than ten, gave comments about oh that's cool oh wow uh half of them were half of them uh including my sister were you should never let your hair get that long (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but it was it yeah it was really cool to like have a decent amount of people showing some sort of interest and caring about my like kind of arc and like the the representation of myself from uh my four years in college and as a few people marks it in which i agree with Every single picture, I just looked better and better. So yeah. <laughs> hopefully we can keep that trend going. But oh, yeah. but yeah, because you similarly, because at this point I've had long hair a few times throughout mm-hmm. college and like buzzed it off both times. And you did the same thing. You buzzed it off last yep. year, right? Yep, I did. Yep. So what? I did. What led to that? Um. So my freshman year, I. Um, had my hair, it was all decently the same length, went down a little bit past my shoulders. Um, and then going into the Bell game, it was home that year. Um, I heard, I always heard stories of the Monon mullet, you know, so I had a uh, Barbara Eli line me up nice with a mullet. Um, and so throughout my, the rest of my freshman year and leading into my sophomore year, I had the, the mullet and I just kept on, um, like getting that cut and keeping it well. Um, and then second semester, sophomore year, I realized that it was just kind of like getting out of hand and just a pain to deal with and just decided to cut it all off. I don't really know what really like prompted me to do it, but I was like, why not, you know? So Sometimes it's just got to go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was, that was my, that was my, big moment and a few funny pictures and memes came came out of that yes. so which yeah. i took one do you remember 
with you and Jackson? Oh, yes, yes. The, that picture is actually... So on the iPhone, I don't know if you've done this, but you can make your lock screen, like, alternating pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's, that's, one, of that's one of mine, yeah. Nice. The, the picture is him and one of the now sophomores, but a freshman at the time, mm-hmm. um, both with their glasses, both with fresh buzz cuts, both wearing red, red shirts, shirts yeah. uh, maybe white shorts, too, maybe not. But, oh, yeah. But looking very 20, so it's yes, a cool yes. picture. It was, it was really funny, yes. but, yeah, I, I do remember that, and just the hair management that came out of that was phenomenal. I know exactly, like, like you know exactly what I'm talking about, and so, yeah. yes. <laughs> a, um, another thing that we both share uh, that you get a lot more flack for than I do that I thought people might have even might have even forgotten about me, but you had you brought it up earlier this year that someone had mentioned it to you. I was like, ah, dang, not not quite out. So our fraternity, Fly Gamma Delta, um, over time came to also be known as Fiji, F-I-J-I, mm-hmm. and it's kind of up in the air of like what actually, how that happens um phi gam we have to phi gam i think and then like phi like some people pronounce fee so then you see the fee and then like g gamma yeah something like that i I looked it up one time and one of the things i saw was a magazine like the fraternity magazine Mm -hmm. used to be called like the phi gam um and then i think it just slowly transitioned like you were saying where someone said oh fee and then oh it's a G A M, like G, five Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But, but yeah, the very, the it's the colloquial name that we're we're known by now. Mm-hmm. You almost never will hear Phi Gamma Delta outside of like a official kind of sure. thing going on. And so, the I made a sign my freshman year that was for a video that myself and all of, all of my pledge brothers were in, the, were in. it was a pre- pretty pretty cool video pretty proud of it um but initially i spelled out fiji f-i-g-i and i had to i it was in purple spray paint and so i like i just i just you know if you like write in sharpie and you mess up and you like write over you like use the letter to make the other letter yeah. and you make mm-hmm. a really big letter. So that's what I did with morphing the G into the J. Uh, and yeah, I think I think probably the reason that I don't get too much flack for it is I don't think really anyone outside of my, outside of my pledge class ever really mm-hmm. heard about it. Um, yeah. yeah. And then your story is, yeah. So mine's, Maybe a little bit more embarrassing. Um, so as a freshman, brand new to college, brand new to everything, you know, I am uh, participating in a rush throughout the first week uh, before classes start. And, you know, going to all these houses, I ended up accepting my bid at Fiji. Um, and so I didn't really know. Which, side note, A... I remember when you were coming around, I, I wasn't too sure that you were going to accept with us. Mm-hmm. And then B, when you did, I think I'd probably talked to you one time. And then the second time, I don't know if you remember this at all. You might. The second time that 
we were ever talked, I was I I was being a jerk. It, I was like, hey, what's my name? And you just had no idea. Mm. And I was like, what the heck? And I was just being that prototypical, we call them hard more, like mm -hmm. you finish your freshman year, now you're a sophomore, and you think now all of a sudden you're this big bad. You get this power trip. Uh, so that's funny, but sorry. So yes, so you're, you're going through a rush, and what happens? Yes, and so I accept my bid at Fiji, um, and you know, I'm a silly little freshman, so I don't really know what's going on. I, uh, I end up moving all my stuff into the house, and that same night, I'm like, oh, I moved into the house, I'm a Fiji, let's just put it in my Instagram bio. So right, which is problematic already because yes. you're not supposed to do that. Yes, yes, I'm not supposed to do that yet. Um, and so what did I ended up doing? I put in F I G I. So it was kind of two major things that were wrong with what I did. Um, and so if you pronounce F I G I, it kind of sounds like figgy. It does. Um, and Ever since then, I get random jabs about um, that, and people just call me Figgy. Um, it's a lot of names for different trivia or, like, just group activities that we do. They're like, oh, yeah, we're, like, Team Figgy. I'm like, okay. The Yeah, the yeah. – I don't know if I – I don't think we had talked about this at all on this podcast. Um, the few weeks ago, we there was a charity softball tournament on mm -hmm. campus, and uh, my team, Team Figgy, mm -hmm. ended up winning, so that was cool. Yes, it was cool. And the so last week, Wednesday night, we had a IFC-sponsored um, Wabash Fraternities trivia night, and my team was Team Figgy. Mm. Um, and we did not win that, unfortunately. That's okay. But, yeah, we we tried our best. So, uh, yeah. With the, the charity softball, it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm a former baseball player. I didn't play in high school, but, mm. you know, from, like, age, probably, like, 10-ish years. Yeah, like, 6 to 15 or so. Um, because I – 15, because though I didn't play in high school, I had already signed up for, like, the travel season after freshman year of high school. Okay, yeah. So it was so – it was, it was tough because so – so I run track. In the spring, freshman year, um, not playing baseball. Everyone else, you know, playing for their freshman or or something, but playing for their high school team. Mm -hmm. And then we just go straight into tournaments. And my first tournament or two was just strikeout city. It was so bad. Oh, man. Um, but then we we had a practice just at the batting cages, and I went in the cage with the ninety mile an hour. Ball. And so, you know, at first I can't catch up to this at all. But eventually, it's coming in at the same speed every time. So eventually I time it up and I start seeing it. Mm -hmm. And then ever since that moment, that, that summer I had, I was great at hitting um, in the tournaments. There you go. So, so yeah, it, it worked out. And some advice to the youngins out there, just go in there, be able to see 90. Then when you're facing, I don't know, 70, 75, even 80. Not be able to see it nice yeah i uh i used to play baseball back in i want to say elementary school i don't think i played in, into middle school but i distinctly remember why i quit um i was up to bat and i'm pretty sure the pitcher had 
a small little mustache, so that was already kind of scary, you know, big strong guy. And one of his pitches went a little low and a little inside, um, and hit me. And ever since then, I was like, yeah, I'm done. I d- I don't want to do this anymore. Hit you like right where a cup should maybe be. Yes. Yes. Do you have a cup on? I did. Okay, that's good. Didn't feel didn't like help. It. Yeah. Didn't help. Yeah. Gotcha. So. So. Speaking of cups, which is probably a little, little weird transition, <laughs> but this is something that I think back on and just cannot believe that we were doing this. I remember in third grade, it was I know it was third grade because that's when at uh, my elementary school, that's when tackle football starts. Mm. In third grade, we had we had kids coming to school with cups on because we were cup checking each other. <laughs> it was wild, dude. <laughs> I mean, you just be walking in the hallway to recess, cup check, and you better hope you had a cup on. That's crazy. I th- I don't think it lasted long because I think the teachers caught wind of it and yeah. kiboshed that pretty quickly. But, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 really funny. I know. That's really funny. I mean, if, that, if that's not what being a like, little third-grade boy is, then oh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> but okay, but let me return to Figgy real quickly mm. because I bring up not just the fact that we're both dumb, but the cool connection that I guess we both, more so you, but kind of me, we shared in, and that is another freshman this year re- repeated your mistake. It was exactly what you did? Question mark. No. No, I, not. I, I personally think it was probably worse. Did he do? Yes. Oh, I'm, yes. He did Phi Delta Gamma. Is that no? He did no. Phi Gamma Delta, but it was the actual letters. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Well, I think he. I saw I saw Phi Delta Gamma somewhere too, and it might have been associated. Oh, no, I, that was a. It might have been the same guy, but I think it he was got mail to the house. Oh, okay. Phi, Phi Delta Gamma. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. We'll say that. We'll say that's not his fault. But it happened to him, though, right? I think so. I think it is. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, so Will, what Will did. So Will's a freshman right now, mm-hmm. and similar to you, Hendy, uh, he's coming in, just moving into the house, and goes to the old Instagram bio. Dude, actually, now I'm thinking about it, this might have been like, this might have been last. Was it in this? No. Was it? Was it in the summer? I think it was towards the end of summer. Okay, okay, okay. Not in the spring. That would have been crazy. That would have been that would have been crazy. Insane. Yeah, but so yeah, similar then. So not not. So he hadn't even moved in yet, but mm-hmm. accepted his bid. You know, summer before his freshman year. Yep. And uh, puts the Greek letters like Gamma Delta into mm-hmm. his Instagram bio. So that is definitely worse than what you did, uh, because obviously, like we established can't be putting that in Instagram bio when you're not a brother. But what's worse is one of the Fiji rules is that there are actually only seven places that the actual Greek letters mm-hmm. can go. And this is out of respect for the letters and our founding. Um, and so they don't want them going on apparel, merchandise, stuff like that. But yeah, so that's what Will did. Mm-hmm. And so the it's funny... Anytime something like this 
happens the it gets sent in the house chat and everyone's oh what the heck's this guy doing mm-hmm. Boo, yeah. da, 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 in a very joking loving manner yes and um apparently i uh made a jest towards you and responded i said that hendy has found his pledge son um and i didn't remember that until what two months later when we actually had our uh, Pledge Father reveal night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you sent me a screenshot of just my one line, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What are you talking about?" But and then you reminded me about this situation. So it was yeah. a very cool fo- full circle moment. Yeah, it was really interesting because after that night, um, Will and I were chatting, and um, the topic of him putting that on his in his bio came up, and so I scrolled through the house chat mm-hmm. trying to find like the whole fiasco that was going on. Oh, you, you must have scrolled for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah I had to. Um, and then I found your message, and I was like, oh, this is actually so funny. Um, send it to you, and yeah. It worked yeah. out well. Yeah. Very, very funny. Good. What made you want to get into doing these podcasts? Mm. So I've talked about that a little bit. I've always been somewhat interested in, like, if you're going to be interested in doing something, just do it. Why not? Um, I probably like to hear myself talk a little bit too much, <laughs> and so... I thought that this would be a cool avenue to do that too. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, is there anyone that you look up to that does podcasts or like you got, you take any in- inspiration from, or is it just purely what you think of and different questions you want to ask and whatnot? The, okay. Well, so, so the main, really the main slash only podcasts I listen to at least regularly is pardon my take uh which is a barstool sports podcast sure um with uh big cat and pft are the two main hosts uh but then hank max jake uh memes and some other guys no longer billy football had to move on Mm. like slash couldn't move with them to chicago but um that's kind of my main one and it, I, I got into them probably, I'm trying to think, not too long ago. I mean, sometime in the spring semester, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a little bit before that. Um, and they're they're fun to listen to because it's a good source of me to consume sports information that I love. But they're also just fun and uh, talk kind of cultural stuff as well yeah keep things keep things light yeah they um they 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 speak their minds and Mm -hmm. make it clear that most everything's a joke and um they're they're it's a good way to have my mood lightened or just have that sort of outlet it's been really nice and so i don't think i really emulate much that they're doing however there is one thing that i i will say i is probably pretty copycat is that when they have when they have guests on it'll be we have a very 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 special guest is how they'll introduce it and mm-hmm. i i think i pretty much say that so that's all right so yeah yeah a little that's fine. little influence there yeah um, what about you do you listen to podcasts i personally do not um this has been the first podcast that I've actually like semi kept up with. Mm-hmm. Um, I have 
tried a few, but I just can't like really stay consistent. Um, and it's mainly just whenever I'm driving, um, I would throw one on and then just be like, eh, I'd rather listen to music, music. you know? Yeah. Um, but no, if you find the right one, like I've seen a couple, um, of Joe Rogan's on like YouTube just in passing and very, very interesting stuff. I just haven't really like gotten into the whole realm of all the podcasts and stuff, but fair. Yeah. Yeah. I don't listen to Joe Rogan regularly, but he's got some really, really interesting ones yeah. as well. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I don't know. I might try to l- listen to some more and find, find one that I like because I know they can be pretty informative and also pretty funny as well. So here's a question. Okay. What is Matthew Hendrick trying to do with his life mm. after Wabash? Yeah. So right now I am a computer science major yep. and a history minor. Um, two things that I'm pretty passionate about. Um, but the main is computer science. And so post grad, I think. I don't want to go to or I don't want to go to graduate school. Um, probably just go straight into like a smaller um, like software engineering, um, software development um, place, and kind of work under someone and really figure out the um, niche field I want to get into. Because when you, when I say computer science, there's there's so many things that mm-hmm. you can really like defined so I gotta really hammer in what I want to do with that specifically Um, whether it's back-end engineering front-end cybersecurity you name it like I want to go through those different fields and really find what I'm pretty passionate about because I love computers I love knowing how they work and making them do what I want to do I think it's pretty interesting um, so yeah, first, first couple years out, I do want to do that. And I think the middle goal would have to be working for like a big company, most likely Google, Apple, Amazon, any of those that are like pretty big names. Um, that's the goal at least. And then after that, I kind of want to possibly start up my own little um like engineering software engineering okay programming place so yeah nice the my well, well a lot of people always say that if if you want a good job straight out of college that computer science is the major mm-hmm. to go with it's because my mom always talks about one of her one of her best friends and i think college roommates at one point um who is retired already at um, at a I think same age as my mom. Wow. Uh, yeah, but like also, she she always had different companies calling her, uh, trying to get her to work for them and like lo- awesome. like you were saying, there's just so many opportunities. Yeah, um, for sure. And it's very interesting stuff. So I took I took intro to computer science in the high school and so you know a little bit of coding and stuff going on um and the actual coding was very fun Mm -hmm. um i remember we i forget the name of the kind of tutorial program 
that we were using. Was what? Scratch by chance? I don't think so. Mm. That's the one that I used in my intro class in high school. Okay. Yeah. Um, maybe that I, I, I don't really remember. Yeah. But it was we had we had a task of like writing some code to make an arrow go around in a square. Okay. And so my buddy and I both did it. I think we were in different sections of the class, but um, we're somehow saw each other's code and we it was interesting because i had more lines like substantially more lines of code than him mm-hmm. um but mine was going pretty fast sure and i told him i bet mine goes faster than you and he said there's no chance i've got like half as many lines of code as mm-hmm. you um and so we we set them up side by side our computers press run at about the same time and i just smoked them and so you know gave myself a pat on the back but then it, it raised this interesting question for us of what is efficient efficiency in mm. computer science because it's like you want to reduce the he did a good job of efficiently reducing the amount of code mm-hmm. but i did a good job of efficiently making something happen quicker sure so i, I thought that was a cool kind of dichotomy yeah. Well, I guess as a uh, as a seasoned computer science major now, what would your answer be? Yeah. So efficiency is something that I've talked talked a little bit about um, in the form of like sorting algorithms. Um, kind of the same thing. Okay. And so we've talked about you know the speed, obviously how long it takes. Um, but then also how much like storage it takes up. So his was more efficient in terms of like the lines and how much like space and how like quickly you can go through everything. But like yours had a, had a quicker speed. So in terms of efficiency, like you have to factor in both of those. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it would be hard to say anything without sure, sure. taking a look at it for sure yeah but nice nice the and then yeah i computer science is one of those things i, I wish i would have um studied a little bit more to get a grasp of and it it's so integra- integrated into physics at this point that oh, I've, yeah. I've had to do some in some different ways uh and so like from a from a, like a semi-coding level, whether it's Mathematica or um, I'm blanking, um, LaTeX. Okay. Uh, so th- there's that. But then it, in terms of like actual coding, sophomore year we had to do a good amount of Python, uh, and I actually got decent at it, and then didn't haven't done any Python since then. Yeah. So that's probably all gone. And then <laughs> last year in my electronics class, um, we used. Um, we used Arduinos. Oh yeah, that are yeah. what C plus plus C plus one of the two. Um, it's gonna, it's one of the yeah. I, guess, I want to say C plus plus. Yeah, but either way, um, some a little bit of coding there. Yeah, and so yeah, for it's, sure, it's a good time. Yeah, um, and something that you guys um probably don't know is that I am the current vice president of the computer science club yes sir um and 
that's a decently new new position and something that we are trying to do here is host a th a hackathon which is where you get a you send out a pro like a big old problem and the person who turns it in first and doesn't d d like does it well like looking at all the criteria like how efficient is it like you said um and they would end up getting a prize mm -hmm. so we are talking um, about making one of those for the community um, around Wabash. So getting high school students involved and um, giving them prizes and just kind of getting them more um, integrated with co with computer science. Um, so that's one of the big things. And then probably next semester we're going to do a Wabash one with some pretty, pretty cool prizes. So. That's a very good idea. I think... Probably for both of them, I don't know as much about what the high school might be, but like for the Wabash one, I can imagine it being difficult to find too many people outside of computer science majors who are going to participate. Yeah. So how are you guys going about that? Um, that's kind of one of the main reasons why we're not doing that one this semester mm -hmm. um, is because we need to actually figure out how exactly we want to um, make it so there's a, a good showing and a good amount of people who do it um, compared to just the computer science right. majors. Um, so. Well, any, any Wabash student listening, you definitely should do it because no matter how basic your code is, getting code to work is like the most satisfying oh, thing amazing. you'll ever experience. It's, it's amazing. It just feels so good. Yeah, it's, it's one of the main reasons why I, I chose it as a major for sure. So Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, if you're listening and you want to get involved, um, I'm not 100% sure what the prizes will be, but in past years, they've been something like a Switch, um, new gaming headset, um, you know, keyboard and mouse, SSD, um, any, like, real hardware um, that is good enough to the point where you want to participate is something that you should definitely look into so absolutely okay i've got one last question all right hit me okay so you're in the middle of your second year now as serving as the social chair of mm. the fraternity yes um so that requires lots of organization and planning to get um different sorts of functions uh moved from the idea Mm -hmm. spot to the reality which i think that's one of the biggest struggles with uh fraternities and ideas like mm -hmm. a lot of guys have ideas but making them happen yeah. and so along those lines but also just anything else what have you learned with that position yeah so um whenever i first started i was decently timid um, in terms of like, I am the so like so-called social chair. Like I'm supposed to be in charge um, of this committee and planning events that the whole house participates in. Um, so one one way I grew was definitely just being a leader and being in charge and dele like delegation and all that. Um, I think. I think that speaks to something in the house that 
I did talk about a little bit with Tanner a few episodes ago mm-hmm. that um, in terms of at least the way our house operates and house leadership of because you're, you're right you're I, I do remember that you when you started off that first term when you were a sophomore it was a little like oh I got the sophomore I'm a sophomore but there's seniors and juniors mm-hmm. tell me what to do and yeah. it, it, it was a little tough and you you figured it out and you handled it yeah, for sure just like most people have the ability to do so um but i'm just thinking of that that does i think strengthen my point that a lot of times if we can have juniors um but you know things go different ways and yeah. uh you did a very good job of uh learning what you needed to do. And so then by the time you're end of the sophomore year, we ended up having uh, the best party on campus. So, but sorry, where, where else were you going? Um, yeah. So, you know, just growing as a leader, um, the delegation part, obviously. Um, but also like just managing so many different things. You don't really know or understand what goes into planning a party until you actually do it. Cause there's always that those three extra things that need to get done and you're like, Oh crap, I don't know like like what to do and you just build off of it for next time. Um, so gaining some pretty valuable experience there, um, just checking all the bases, doing maybe even a little too much just to ensure that um whatever function that you have planned is good, um, and like up to what you wanted it to be. Um so there's that. And then also um, managing a budget. Mm. So as social chair, we're given X amount of money every semester, and we have to um, divvy it up for different events that we end up doing or pairings that we end up doing with other houses, um, all of those things. And so learning how to carefully um, split up the money so you don't spend too much too early on or don't spend not enough and you're left with too much extra. Um, just going through the budget pretty efficiently and um, like just learning how much stuff costs and like just making that. I think I think those are the main things that I've I've learned from being social chair for sure. Nice. And I guess some what I will say to maybe com- combat my earlier thing is that since we had Hendy here in the position as a sophomore, he was able to, you know, go through that rough patch of the beginning, mm-hmm. um, but then pick things up and really find his way during his sophomore year. And now that he's uh, returned to the role for another year, he's a seasoned vet and, you know, knock on wood, but hopefully not going to have really any issues because you know what you're doing. And so, you know, you don't get there with like if you come into it as a junior, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have that experience. So you know, there's always those trade-offs, and uh, it's been very cool to see you flourish not only in this role but your many others on campus. Thank you, I yes. appreciate that. Yeah, well, I think that's all we have today, Hendy. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for inviting me. Of course, and uh, we will see you guys next time. See you guys. See ya.